A From Dublin to Cleveland production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I am your host, as always, Logan Howard, the uh, the peanut butter version of this peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I will now turn it over to the jelly side, which is Brendan Merritt. Thomas Merritt, however you want to say it. It's it's Brendan. How are you today, Brendan? <laughs> you know what? I'm impressed that you have marginally gotten better at saying my name. <laughs> In the first episode, I was Brendan Marriment, and now I am Brendan to to Thomas Marish. Brendan Thomas Marish. So we're, we're we're making progress. We're making progress. This pleases me. And how are you, Logan? I'm doing well. Doing well on a lovely Saturday morning. So, uh, let's get into our first segment this yes, week. Yes, Saturday afternoon we here. We are going to be we're going to be doing two new segments this week, um, and the first one is going to be Brendan's a Brendan specific a specific uh, segment, and uh, you know uh, Pacific specific, whichever it is. I don't know. Um, even though he's he's next to the Atlantic, so there is that. But we're going to turn it over to him, and I will let him introduce it and, and take it away. So, Brendan, it is yours. Take it away. Cheers, bro. There's a fly going around my head, so I start swatting at the air just to take no notice of me. <laughs> um, okay, so in this segment, at least if I'm picking up on your cue correctly, <laughs> I'm going to share Irish myths and legends with you guys. I'm just pausing for suspense, so if I've skipped a step, Logan can correct me. <laughs> this one is oh, called <laughs> The Tragedy of Cucullin and Frogus Grace. It's called The Tragedy of Cucullin and Ferdia. In the town in which I live, which is called RD, or in Irish, Oha Erdia, translates as the town of Erdia. Um, most place names in Ireland, um, when you use the Irish translation, are steeped in stories, mythology, legends, lore, and even a bit of history. So there was a text written in the ancient world called Tan the Cúlnia, which is about a great war that took place over a bull. <laughs> because in Ireland, if you want to go to war, you have to have a reason. And if someone has a bigger bull than you do in your family farm, that is a sufficient reason to go to war. <laughs> so in Ireland, we've got four provinces. So four sections, we'll say. At the top of the country, you've got Ulster. At the bottom, we've got Munster. No, not Monster. Munster. In the West, which is what everyone pictures in their heads when they think of Ireland, <laughs> just think of like the quiet man, that's Connacht. And the East, which is where I live, you've got Leinster. Uh, although, back in the day, my hometown was actually in Ulster. So, Ireland had a lot of kinglets, so minor kings, 
So the High King, High did not mean in the ancient world what it means today. It just means he was a sovereign king. And then every town or, or village um, or group, group of <laughs> towns or clusters villages had a minor king, the kinglet. So this time in Connacht, in the west, there was uh, a king called Alil, and he had a wife, and her name, I was almost about to say Jezebel, <laughs> her name was Queen Maeve, so the king represents their dynasty, or the crown represents their dynasty. They had a little war going on between themselves. They decided that whoever had the most property or possessions or value in their possessions in the marriage would be the superior spouse. So Alil was beating his wife by a bull. <laughs> Everything that they had was in equal proportion, but he had one more bull than she had. Or she had, he had one more bull than she did. So she said, hmm, I need to get myself a bull. So she discovered that in Ulster, there was a man who had a really big bull. And this is the biggest bull in all of Ireland. It was the greatest, most special, most powerful bull in the nation. Maeve decided to send a servant to go and claim that bull for herself. So she could be the superior spouse in the marriage. However, the guy who owned the bull said, No, it's my bull. It's not your bull. Get your own bull. This upset her. So she said, If you will not give me a bull, I will send an army to attack your province until I get that bull. So, Maeve, pause for suspense. So Maeve sent out the military to go all the way to Ulster. I say all the way. Everywhere in Ireland is like a one hour's drive. But everywhere. But she sent out her army to go to Ulster to get that bull. She had her evil wizard, Maka, cast a spell on all the strong men of Ulster, the Ulster Knights. So they all felt like they were having a baby. They were struggling with um, uh, labour pains, suffering in intensely. Only one man was immune. And his name is Cucullin. He's the greatest hero in Ireland's legends. Cucullin was originally called Satanta. And then one day, he killed a really, really big dog that was uh, acting as a security guard. To a rich man's house. And then Cucullin became the security guard. And he changed his name. Very biblical. So Cucullin was living in Ulster. And he decided. That he was not going to let Queen Maeve. Attack Ulster. And steal this bull. So. He alone. Stood guard against her entire army. To defend the bull. And his province. Maeve noticed that. Her army were losing uh, very, very badly to this one man. So she said, hmm, who could I send 
even you know one-on-one combat to defeat him and she thought of Ferdia, his best friend his soul brother his brother in arms Ferdia and Cucullin had trained together on Skahawk's Isle Skahawk was a, a military expert um Scottish originally which Logan originally thought that I was because of my accent is just so Scottish apparently and she said, Ferdia, I need you to go and kill your best friend. And Ferdia was like, no, ma'am, that's not happening. So she knew that he was very vain. And she said, well, you know, Ferdia, I heard Colin saying that you were a coward. And if you two were to fight, he'd absolutely win. So because he was so conceited, he made a vow and said, I am going to kill that son of a gun for impugning my courage. So Ferdia went to my town, what's now called Ardee, and he was in, they fought in a river. It's called the River Dee. It flows through my county, Louth. For three days, they battled one-on-one fiercely. You know, you just had swords clanging off each other again and again and again. But at night time, they would bind each other's wounds. They would speak words of love and friendship. And they would give each other food and fresh water. Unlike the river that they had soaked each other's blood during the day. But on the third day, sorry, they did it for the first two days. But on the third day, they parted wordlessly. It's almost like they had this premonition type sense that things were about to change. And on the fourth day, they fought and they fought and they fought fiercely. And Ferdia knocked over Kukulin and stood sword ready to deliver the killing blow. And all of a sudden, Laig, who was Kukulin's chariot driver, picked up a spear called Gabulga. This was a magic spear. It was said that whoever thrusted Gabulga was sure to find their enemy's weak spot. Some Irish historians actually think that this spear was based on Goliath's Spear, the light from the Bible, and that his sword and spear might possibly be in Ireland, uh, having been carried over by the tribe of Dan at some point in history. So, this disclaimer notice. It's a theory. So, Cucullin grabbed Gabulga, and he found the chink in Ferdia's armor. And Ferdia fell into the river, dead. And Gukulin scooted down and picked him up and said, How sad it is, my lovely brother, that we should part like this. And Ferdia died in Gukulin's arms. And then the town that I live is now called Aha Erdia, the town of Ferdia, in honour of Connacht's great hero. And the town next to me is called Cullen. In honour of Kukulin. 
and Welka Colin mourned the death of his best friend, his little brother. Queen Maeve managed to send in spies to steal the bull, who was the the object of the whole travesty in the first place. And no sooner had she brought the bull back to her kingdom, so she could laugh at her husband and sneer at him and assume power over him, that the two bulls gorged each other to death. So just like the husband and wife, both vainglorious and conceited, had tried to get one up on each other, causing the death of an Irish hero and countless other lives, it was all for nothing because the two bulls that they wanted to compete against one another also devoured one another in a parabolic picture of the war. And that is the first installment in our Irish Myths and Legends, Brendan. That's you, bro. Very good story, Brendan. Very, very good story, Brendan. Um, very heartbreaking too. Like that's that's tough. And the moral of the story is don't fight over bulls. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and it probably as well that you know the war. That is the singular takeaway from that story. Yeah, just that. Nothing else. <laughs> I mean, you could probably add in that uh, you have to be careful, like there's consequences to our actions. So for instance, when we make them, when we go after and fight over something silly like this, there's consequences. People die, things happen. And it's, it isn't always as, um, as a good situation as we might think it is when we first get into it. Um, but moving on to our second new segment, this, this episode, um, it is, it, we're going to call it Dandrift, okay? And I, as I say that, everyone's probably cracking up laughing. And this is going to be things that make us scratch our heads is going to be like the, the tiny banner underneath. Um, so this is just a little more humorous because we did just hear a great heartbreaking story. We're now going to get into a little more humor, as you all know us for. Um, so... For me, my things, the, the dandruff, the, my dandruff choice of the week is going to be this. Um, have you guys, in the summertime, one of the big things that, that you see, you're going outside, you're, you're seeing people mow their lawns, you're seeing, you know, uh, it's, it's beautiful days outside, it, maybe it's a little hot or whatever. Um, as you're going down the road, you, you see these people who are mowing their lawns, Maybe they're ride, riding on a lawnmower. They're older people. Sometimes they're younger guys, whatever. And they don't have their shirts on. Like, what is their deal? I don't get it. I don't get what makes you say, hey, I'm outside. I'm not going to take off half of my clothes so that everyone can see whether I'm either see my figure. Who, who wants to see that? Whether, it's, whether you have a good body or not. No, just no. Keep your clothes on. Um, and like I, I don't i don't get it i don't understand the thinking behind why why we would take off half of our clothes um like i maybe if you have if you're if you're the Dwayne the rock johnson okay who's going to stop him from taking your shirt off okay you know people will respect it 
But if you are like 70 years old, like what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? You nobody wants to see that. Nobody needs to see it. Move on with your life. If if girls can't take take off theirs, which they shouldn't, don't take this as me saying they should or anything like that. <laughs> but let's be respectful. Let's be modest on the guy's side too. Okay? Take it hold. Take it hold. Anyone astray? I want your word. <laughs> I think I made it out, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> so before I dig my hole any deeper, I'm going to turn it over for Brendan. Brendan, what is your dandruff choice of the week? <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> I just like to tell everyone that you know obviously this is not your scripted event, uh, but you know keep an eye out for our upcoming t-shirts, you know, and merch, you know, with a uh, what are you doing with your life if you're seventy, <laughs> other than waiting for the grave. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh my goodness, what is mine? I have recently been cars on the brain. I did my theory tests not all that long ago. The driving, the uh, the getting of a license process in Ireland is uh, several months longer than it is in the USA. Um, but I've just been cars on the brain and looking for cars and chose one and, and all that crack. And um, it's made me incredibly world-weary of the two most despicable people groups on the face of the earth pedestrians and drivers <laughs> when i'm standing on the footpath and i see other people walking out in front of the road i just want to scream with them you dangerous person and when i see drivers driving through red lights or at all <laughs> or even driving safely oh my goodness i have no trust in them whatsoever i'm just convinced that they're just gonna like run me over <laughs> i just yeah i've given up trusting drivers and pedestrians i just want clear roads you don't actually have to travel anywhere i know you've told yourself you have to go to work you don't i know you've told yourself that your grandmother two streets over is dying and you say your goodbyes she's does she knows your face looks like she doesn't need to see you stay at home it's okay just don't, don't drive and don't walk just just stay at home <laughs> i don't mind walking i don't mind driving let me drive alone don't come with me don't drive behind don't drive in front of me don't cross the roads when the green man is slashing at you just stay at home Please. 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 <laughs> Please. So, I guess what we're learning here, Brendan, would you like a police escort? If, if anyone can arrange a police escort in Ireland for poor Brendan so that everyone can get out of his way and he can move on with his day, that would be, that would be glorious. <laughs> Please. Amen. Amen. Oh. Dangerous uh, things so drivers of pedestrians are. You... Dangerous combination. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. Yes, they are awful. 
Uh, you have to drive for everyone, including yourself. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So for anyone who, uh, for anyone who uh. would like to say, like, please send us a message about which one's worse. Is it guys who don't wear shirts outside or is it drivers and pedestrians? Um, I'm sure we'll put on our social media somewhere so you guys can have a vote of which one's worse. And, uh, We'll, maybe we'll keep track and add up some points as we go and see who who is who has more uh, aggravating things than the other one. <laughs> um, so transitioning a little bit to more of our uh, to, to our closing bit here, we're gonna go our uh, our where we're gonna be reading from in the Bible this week is gonna be Proverbs thirteen twelve. So if you all would turn there, we will be. In Proverbs 13, verse 12. And here's what this says, at least in my translation, which is New King James. And it says this. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. So, Brendan, what, what are some thoughts you'd like to share on this, on this verse this week? Wow. Oof. I've been there before. That's all I can say. Um, when we take our eyes off Jesus, because you are always safer when your hope is a person and that hope is Christ. When you put your hope in things rather than the one who makes dreams come true, you are in a, your heart is in a very vulnerable place. And let's say, for instance, you're in your 20s and, you know, you see all these COVID weddings and all these COVID babies being born and all these COVID engagements and you're still sitting in your bedroom at 9pm writing X-Men fanfiction. (laughs) There's no one to love you but your... Not a personal story. Teacup. (laughs) You know what? Personal story. Uh, you know, your mind can go to dark places, and the soul. Is... <laughs> I'm trying to be serious, <laughs> and uh, you know, your soul—it's got three parts. It's got your mind, your heart, and your will. And when you have been hoping for something for so long. I felt so passionate or so expectant. Um, and you see other people getting what you want. You see people who hadn't even prayed for something getting it. Uh, while you're there on your hands and knees interceding. <laughs> um, while you see people being given things that they don't deserve. They deserve more. It can be detrimental to your heart. Uh, it can actually make you soul sick. Or heartsick, or heartbroken, and your mind can get all muddled and confused. Your thoughts go all over the place. Your will can begin to go out of alignment with what God would have for you in that season, whether it's singleness or you're depending on a health breakthrough that you still haven't gotten. Um, hmm. it can be incredibly heartbreaking but in a very tenuous situation emotionally and mentally and even intellectually and I think it's one of those where uh, 
you know, Thessalonians tells us, in all things, you know, you pray, you pray without ceasing. And without ceasing literally translates as pray like you have a hacking cough. Pray like there's something inside of you that's injurious, you don't get it out. And just pray and you pray and you pray. And in addition to that, you be grateful in all situations. And thank God for what you do have. And you combat the soul sickness with gratitude and with trust. And although it's hard, because your feelings are real, they're valid. <laughs> they might not be helpful, they might not be godly, but they're valid. You empower Christ when you fix your eyes on him. And it might mean taking your eyes off the thing you want. Or the thing you've been promised. And putting your eyes on him only. And as for the hope being met, being like a tree of life. You know, where was the tree of life? It was in the Garden of Eden. When God gives you that thing that you've been waiting on and hoping for. It really is like that Edenic lifestyle you're where you're meant to be it's paradise it's great but not in and of itself the most important thing is the prayer answerer and the blessing giver mm. so uh, my advice guys is keep your eyes on jesus and i know it's hard and it's easier said than done and i've been in that hope deferred make the heart sick place for longer than i would have liked but um keep your eyes on jesus mm. He knows the timing and uh, yeah, amen. He's faithful and true. Everything in him is yes and amen. But he's also over time, amen. And only he knows when he's going to do what he said he'd do. Okay, what does it mean to you, Logan? Well, I just want to, you know, piggyback off of that and talk just for a minute about you know how hope deferred, how that, how it affects us. Like we. Like Brennan was saying, if our hope is in God, it's in Christ, um, we're okay. Like, we're able to handle, he gives us the peace to get through situations. But, like, this is, it's still hard when, we, when we're when we really hoping for something. Maybe it's to get married one day. Maybe it's, um, maybe it's for a new job. Maybe it's for um, something new in our lives. Maybe it's to see people who have passed away in our lives. Maybe it's, um, maybe it's whatever it is, wherever our stage of life is, it's just some hope that we really want to, to see that, see those people again, or have that situation happen to us. And we're really hoping for it. And the longer it goes that we don't have it happen, it, it's hard. It's hard for us to, to deal with it and to get through it because we, like Brendan was saying, we see all these things, other people are getting to do what they, what they want. So maybe they're you might have friends or people who aren't friends, but you are acquaintances and they're getting in, getting married and having relationships. And you're like, they're, they're like not ready for it. Like, why, why is that? Okay. Um, and that's hard. It's hard for when our hope is deferred that we don't get, um, get what we want right at that moment. Cause it's hard. It, it's hard to wait for things. Um, but at the end of the day, it's worth it. I don't think we'll come down the, down when we eventually get our hope, when it finally works out for us, we're not going to say, man, I wish that that didn't happen. That man, all those years, I wish I didn't, I didn't like that. None of that waiting happened. Like it, it's been, it was, it'll be a benefit and a help to us to wait for things. And so, yes, while it's hard in the moment of waiting, making us sick, making us difficult when it shows up, 
like it says here, it's a tree of life. It brings you new life. It makes brings you joy, brings you happiness. Um, but remember, those those things and stuff that we're asking for, that we're desiring for, um, whether it's a relationship or whatever, we shouldn't put all of our eggs in that basket. All of our trust and all of our hope should be in God. He's the one who answers. People will let us down. No matter who you marry, Amen. they'll let you down once or twice at minimum. Um, but God never does. He gives us what we ask for. He gives us what we hope for. Um, as long as we're hoping in him and we're trusting in him, as Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Like he'll show you the way you're supposed to go. He'll bring the people who are supposed to be in your life. Um, and it's nothing that you created that you had to do. He took care of you all the way along. Um, so keep hoping for the things that you're hoping for, but just make sure that you're trusting God with those things. And if it doesn't happen, if, if you go the rest of your life and it doesn't work out, enjoy your life. Enjoy what you're doing right now. Enjoy the stuff that are happening. Enjoy every single day because we're Amen. not guaranteed tomorrow. So enjoy today. Um, live for today and tomorrow will take care of itself. So, um, as we're as we're closing up, just to get into contact with us again, um, it is lhawa62 at wgu.edu. Uh, send us a message. We got our first email this week. We are super excited. Um, we're not going to say who it was because we didn't get permission to do that. Thank you so much for doing that. Send us more. Uh, anyone else who'd like to send us messages, please do. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Give us some ideas, some thoughts, some criticisms if you want. We will... We are very critical of ourselves, so help us out if you need to. Um, and uh, tell your friends. Tell your friends about our podcast. Share it, share it around with your friends. Make sure that uh, it's going around, and um, we'll keep doing this as long as you guys will listen. So, <laughs> Brendan, uh, anything you want to close us out with? Sure, yeah, and uh, this doesn't need saying, because I know that they'll do it anyway, but all you Calvinists, keep on sending those hate mail messages. We love them. <laughs> all right, thanks again, everybody. We'll see, you we'll see you next week, if not sooner. Have a great day, and, and goodbye. <laughs>